Let's talk about some of Jamie Eisenberg's favorite breakouts, including a lot of year two players right now on Fantasy Football Today in five. So, Jamie, uh, welcome to the show. I'm Adam Azer. Welcome to all of you listeners. We just recorded the full-length version. It was me, you, and Dave talking about these breakouts and whatnot. And one of the things we talked about was how we've got a lot invested in second-year players, running backs and wide receivers. If you look at – this is a different kind of question, I know, but if you look at the second-year running backs that are going to be drafted in the first three rounds, maybe early fourth round, who scares you? Do you like all of them, or is there one or two maybe that you're pivoting away from? I'm not necessarily pivoting away from them, but they all terrify me just because there's such a small sample size of when they were great and you could see the flaws um, for all of them, you know, from Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor, you know, two that I didn't mention in my breakouts column, or you know, I think maybe the only two. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, Cam Akers, most of his production came when Daryl Henderson was not there or not healthy. Um, Antonio Gibson had the toe injury and the J.D. McKissick factor of, you know, him taking passes away, uh, taking receptions away. You had J.K. Dobbins and the, you know, lack of work in the passing game, you know. So there, there's potential flaws for almost all of them uh, based on either what we saw last year or what could potentially happen this year. So, uh, but you also see the upside, you know, and I think that's the fun of it is that this group can be special and, um, you know, has the chance to, you know, be among the best class. You know, I, I hope, uh, you know, we're – you brought up something on the show about the Odell Beckham draft class. I hope, you know, seven years down the road, we're talking about the 2020 running back class like we talked about the 2014 wide receiver class. I hope so. I hope so. It would really be huge for fantasy if we could rely on these guys because we're going to be investing very heavily in them. Uh, one thing you said on the full-length show was that you like Cam Akers a lot as a breakout. You think he's okay to take, you know, even 12th overall. He's going around there in ADP. But you actually like Najee Harris a little bit better. So he's one of your breakout running backs, rookie Najee Harris. Yeah, I, I think he could be, you know, uh, one of the star rookie running backs and, you know, hopefully do what a lot of these guys did, but from week one on. And, you know, the Steelers' track record of running backs is obviously tried and true. Um, you know, Le'Veon Bell, you know, just go back to his his time. And, you know, when he was there, he was the featured guy in all facets of the game. When he wasn't there, D'Angelo Williams was the featured guy. When he wasn't there and then it was James Conner's turn, it was James Conner and he was the guy. You know, it was, you, you go back to last year really was when, they were mixing and matching guys a little bit more, and, and I think they wanted to get back to that, which is why they drafted Harris. And so you saw his skill set at, at Alabama, can catch the ball at the backfield, work at the goal line, you know, can obviously be an explosive runner. Uh, the concerns would be the offensive line, and I think if we didn't have those concerns, we'd probably be looking at Harris as a surefire number one or first-round pick and uh, top 10 selection. But I, I'm going to buy into the Steelers and, and trust in them to have their offensive line right, and I think that this is going to be one of the more special players coming into the league and, and one of the better running backs that we've seen as a rookie in the last several years. Two of your breakout wide receivers are Terry McLaurin and CeeDee Lamb. Currently on average draft position on NFC since May 1st, McLaurin is wide receiver 11 and Lamb is wide receiver 13. Is Are you okay with them around top 12 wide receivers of McLaurin and Lamb on draft day? McLaurin, I am. You know, I mean, we've talked about this a lot on our programs that uh, I'm I'm all in on him with the addition of Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, what Fitzpatrick has done with his number one receivers from Stevie Johnson in Buffalo through Devontae Parker in Miami, you know, kind of speaks for itself. And I think McLaurin entering his third season is going to have that breakout dominant campaign could be a potential top five wide receiver this year. Lamb, you know, you're drafting him where I think his peak is going to be, you know, just based on where I have him ranked. He's just, uh, he's inside my top 15. So, you know, I hope that it's not, uh, you know, where he swings to the other side of this, where he's a, a borderline bust based on the expectations. But, 
You now have Amari Cooper with the ankle injury. You saw what he was able to do the first five games with Dak Prescott averaging over 16 PPR points per game. So there is the the potential of what this offense can be. But if they don't throw the ball as much, and now you have all these mouths to feed with Cooper and Gallup and Jarwin and uh, Zeke and you know Dak spreading them all around, then it could be a little frustrating for CD Lamb. But I do think that he's going to take that next step. I think he's going to be a star. Uh, would not be shocking if he's the best Cowboys wide receiver in 2021. We got some more veteran players to talk about. Dave's going to make the case for Ryan Tannehill as a breakout. He's going to make the case for Johnny Smith as a breakout. We'll talk about Tyler Higby and his potential to breakout. Dallas Goddard as well. That's all on the Full Length Show. We'll hit you up tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today in 5. See you later.